today on CityCast Madison. Remember that whole conversation we had about whether Madison schools should drop their honors classes? Even if you don't, here's the latest headline. The Madison School Board voted to keep the existing honors program intact while expanding the earned honors option. That means that more high schoolers will soon be able to opt for more rigorous assignments in core courses like English, math, and science. But they can also still choose to take separate, dedicated honors classes instead. And it's got some teachers feeling that the school district's maintaining a separate but equal policy. We spoke with Deidre Jarecki, a high school English teacher at La Follette, who worries that we're leaving students behind. It's Thursday, January 5th. I'm Bianca Martin, and this is CityCast Madison. Deidre, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You reached out to us after hearing our recent conversation with school board president Ali Muldrow on the topic of honors, and you're passionate about this debate. Why is it such an important issue? It's really important that all students have access and opportunities to engage with rigorous curriculum and grow in the best learning environment possible. And research really stands by, and my personal experience with teaching for 13 years, Um, is that when students are in mixed ability groups, that is where the learning for everybody happens. And when they are separated by ability, the students in the honors or higher level courses are learning at much higher rates, which exacerbates the opportunity gap. Got it. And so this is an equity issue and it's being discussed that way. What's your reaction? How do you feel about the school board vote? I'm frustrated. I expected it uh, based on the conversation last time. I heard Ali talking about trying to keep earned honors and standalone and try to do some kind of comparison of them, but we already have that happening. And also it's not a true comparison because we don't have those completely heterogeneous mixing of students and ability levels in the earned honors or universal honors courses. I guess it's if they don't believe teachers that it will still be rigorous, but it's a public education system. We are desegregated, but actually, according to um, John Diamond and Amanda Lewis, researchers from UW-Madison who have studied this issue and wrote a book about it, despite the best intentions, these achievement and opportunity gaps persist. Where's that coming from? One of the things they say is students are going to two separate schools in the same building. And and I see that. I see my standalone honors class last year only had three students of color in it. And so are you actually sending your student, you're sending them to a diverse school, but are they having diverse learning experiences? Or do they just walk through the halls with these students? And so we've got these different tracks within this building of segregated students, and that's not real integration and learning. You wanted standalone honors to be phased out now, right? The vote has happened. It could be taken back up in a year. But what is the urgency for now? I think the urgency is we have students in front of us now who are significantly struggling with literacy. And those students are going to be entering the real world in a few short years here. And so the urgency is these kids in front of us. 
And the the elementary school teachers this year, as was discussed at the board meeting previous, have implemented the science of reading curriculum this year. And almost every day is new for those teachers, but they did it because they knew the curriculum was that good and was going to be beneficial. And they're doing it while they're learning and reflecting as good educators do. And it's not perfect. Nothing's ever perfect in education, but they're already seeing the gains from it. And I feel like we should be given that opportunity as well. I understand you teach a variety of English classes at La Follette, earned honors and standalone honors English. What does earned honors look like compared to a standalone honors course? So the interesting part is that there is actually no written curricular difference between the two. So I have taught standalone honors, and really it's just supposed to be more rigorous. They don't define what that means. They have not written, that I'm aware of, separate curriculum for an honors course because I came from a district where we did not have honors before this, and when I asked what the difference was, nobody was able to tell me. Mm. So does each teacher set their own standard then because rigorous is sort of open-ended? Yeah, they do. What are the differences between your earned honors course versus a sta- your standalone honors course on, say, the same the same subject or the same class? Really, there's not that much of a difference because um, the level of rigor um, can be differentiated for any group of kids. And I'm always doing that for whichever group of kids is in front of me. And I might teach two English, two earned honors courses, and they might be two very different groups of kids with different needs. And I'm adjusting things um, and, and pushing or offering more supports where needed as I go. I want to point out that we also have, right now we have earned honors, non-honors, standalone honors, and AP seminar. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, so I know AP, um, so having been, uh, I, I went to Baraboo, um, and I'm kind of, I've been trying to wrap my mind around the debate because I do understand issues of equity and separating some kids and people taking different pathways and the opportunities that come from it. Can you describe, are these honors classes, is it something that you get like college credit or it looks better on your resume? Do like colleges understand it? Or is it just at the core, the thought is that the honors courses are more rigorous? I think there's an idea that they're supposed to be more rigorous, but again, that's not been clearly defined. Um, Also, the students that are entering in that I've seen in honors are not often actually looking for that rigor or able to achieve it, whereas I believe in AP, um, that really requires a commitment to rigor if you're going to enter into AP. I don't even think colleges pay that much attention from what I've heard to honors on a transcript, especially now that AP is so popular. And I think those are the types of courses, AP and IB, um, that colleges are paying attention to. For the parents that are really concerned that their student won't have honors, they truly want rigor, take AP. That is the space where the separate curriculum designed to be a freshman level college course exists. Got it. 
But since you are um, doing earned honors classes, can you just walk me through, you know, my understanding is that students will all be in the same classroom and there's some people who are not taking the earned honors. It's something that you opt into. What's the difference between the regular curriculum and the earned honors? So for us, we decided as a school in ninth and 10th grade English that no matter what course you're in, if it's not a standalone honors course, we have made all of them earned honors. And so that's um, where you have four performance assessments, one per quarter. So if I was going to have students write a persuasive essay at the end of the quarter for their summative, meaning like test type grade, a big um, demonstration of the skills they've learned. Um, it's a summative in the grade book, and it's also a performance assessment graded on a rubric. Students need to earn an average of a 3.2 on those rubrics and have a C or higher in the course. And then their transcript will say honors. So that is how you Got earn it. honors. Is through the grade point average. Is, yep, is through those performance assessments and your grade in the class. Got it. So the tests the assessments and the the grade in the class. And for me, that's why I don't understand the being opposed to having that for everybody and still requiring the standalone. And I I think that's coming from a fear of the curriculum being watered down. And that's just really not the case. And having been doing this for quite a while now, again, and I taught in some prairie for eight years previous to here, Um, And we did not even have honors in our 10th grade course, earned or otherwise. We just had all students together. And the differentiation we were able to achieve as a a team of teachers to support all of our learners reached our lowest and highest and everybody else in between. So we are hearing from some parents exactly what you said, that the fear is that you know, I, I want my student, I don't want them to be in a watered down class. And you're saying that's just not the case. That's not what's happening. How do you assure them that that is not what's happening? What does it look like in the classroom if you could like kind of lay it out? Yeah. And so to give an example, this is one I use commonly when I was teaching Macbeth in Sun Prairie, a Shakespearean play. Um, we were working through paraphrasing the language, students writing it in their own words. And that in and of itself is a challenging task. And so I would through gradual release teaching where I do it first and then gradually release the responsibility to students, I would model that a few times and then they would practice in small groups. I would have an what I called like an A version of the assignment where it was the Shakespearean language on the left, all fill in the blank on the right. And then I had a B version that was the same Shakespearean text, half fill in the blank, half multiple choice. And then the C version, which was all multiple choice. And those students were working together. It wasn't like everybody who took the A, go sit over here. Everybody took the B, go sit over here. It was, we talked through what the options were. Students and I, if they didn't know what to pick, would talk about it. And then, you know, the students doing the multiple choice version, it's still the same skill. They need to understand what the language is. It's just a different pathway to that learning. But they're all working together. And sometimes students working on the A version maybe are struggling with that, even though they thought they were ready for that. And they're still all working together. So I tell the students with the B or C version, if you have a multiple choice option that could help your classmates share that. So then Mm. they get to feel like an expert as well. Right. And, And what you're talking about is, you know, 
one of the promises of public education is having everyone together and being able to learn from one another. And can you talk about how it's been already, like your experience? Because it's been um, several years that Earned Honors has been a part of the curriculum. Like, how has it been having everyone in the same classroom? Well, and that's the hard part is we haven't had everybody in the same classroom because we still have standalone honors. And so it's a semi-mixed grouping of kids, but you don't have the a good section of the students between AP and standalone honors mixed in with the others. So you want the opportunity for that to to come to fruition. That's what you're pushing for. Yes. So do you know if other teachers are ready for that? I understand that you have a background in building curriculum. That's something that you um, seem readily able. You're like, I'm ready to do this. What about other teachers at your school? I think there are teachers who are hesitant. There are also teachers who are unlike me on the opposite side of this, where they would like to keep standalone honors. It was that way in Sun Prairie when we detract. Um, It was pretty contentious. Um, People typically feel pretty passionate about either side of that issue. But hearing from Dr. Jenkins, um, the head of our district, hearing from the district office leaders, and then the teacher teams that are ready to do this, it feels like this is the next step. And the research says this is the equitable step. Because right now we're creating de facto segregation through these courses. And yes, Mm. we've made gains. We're getting more students of color into honors and AP, but it's still not enough. What would kids who are in those standalone honors classes benefit from, from changing to earned honors? They're, they're still going to be challenged. They can still be challenged at that rigorous level. They're just in a mixed setting with other students, doing it alongside other students. When you put students in two completely separate spaces, and I'm going to give all honors curriculum to this group, and I'm going to give a baseline curriculum to this other group. All year, the honor students, like even if they are having a really rough time or super busy and they slack on their homework a little bit or need a break or need some extra support or super busy during a sports season and can't dedicate as much time to homework, they're still going to have honors no matter what next to their transcript. And students in those other courses who are going through similar life situations aren't being given the opportunity to continue to engage. So if you put everybody in the same room and present multiple opportunities throughout the year to be engaging with this rigorous work, somebody who might be playing football in the fall and working a part-time job might not have the time or energy to engage at that point in the curriculum. And then maybe second quarter they can, or maybe second quarter it's a topic that they're super interested in now they're going to engage. But with everybody in the same room and continuing to offer those opportunities, we're letting kids engage at different points as they mature and life happens and all those things. There is recently um, a school board vote to expand earned honors to all core subjects for ninth graders next school year. They plan to expand earned honors for all core subjects for the 10th graders in two years. Like what do you think teachers need to get ready for that step? For us, there's no change. Like my department already does all of that anyway. Um, It sounds like teachers who have been doing earned honors need the time and space to communicate with the other teachers about what's been working and what hasn't and hear out concerns and 
spend some time building curriculum together. And that's what they've already started putting in place. Like I'm on a committee that meets once a month and we're trying to put in some of those um, big picture supports for what do teachers need? What does the community need? What do students need? So Mm -hmm. I, I think we need that space and time to come together and share what's working, what's what people have been doing with it and ideas about where to go with it next. Deidre, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you contacted us and that we could have this conversation. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Deidre Jarecki is a 10th grade English teacher at La Follette High School. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Some upcoming concerts, a post-grunge rock show Friday night the 6th at the Burr Oak over on Winnebago Street. Mickey Sunshine, along with Howler and Jane Hobson, will be playing. That's at 8 p.m. Also at the Burr Oak on Saturday the 7th from 8 to 11 p.m. again. There's some more great local indie acts. Jonathan Millionaire gentle brontosaurus, and combat naps. And if you have elementary-aged children or younger, on Sunday the 8th, UW Arboretum Family Nature Program is hosting a walk titled Winter Animals Awaken Asleep. Aww. From 1 to 2 p.m. That's free and no registration required. You can just meet at the Visitor Center. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. We're produced by Molly Stentz and Dylan Brogan. Music is by Carl Christensen. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your favorite teacher about us? You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox from our friends at Madison Minutes. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.